Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. If your word brings light, life, revelation, understanding, even to the simple, it is your word that is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, that you may grant us revival in the midst of the years. It is your word that we are to desire as babes, that desire the fresh milk of the word, that we may grow thereby. Spiritual growth is imperative for us in this life. We cannot, simply cannot spiritually stand still, but we must move on, up, forward, all the way in the confidence and the boldness that our Lord, our God provides us. So Lord, bless your people this morning. And again, Lord, help us that when we do our things in life, the word integrity will be over it all. We thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much, everybody, and good morning to you. It's good to see you here after all the rains we've had. And um, we know that a lot of people have had, sadly, very, very bad times. And, um, you know, things have, in many ways, for many people, gone rather on the difficult side. And um, that's where I wanted to uh, steer this whole conversation this morning off the platform as I ministered to you these words. Um, you know, it's an amazing thing. Just just a little verse, that's a bonus verse, like a, like a monologue perhaps type of thing. Just one verse, not the actual message. But it says these words, if the axe is dull, the one... And one does not sharpen the, the edge. That is Ecclesiastes 10.10, 10, I'm sorry. If the axe is dull and one does not sharpen the edge, then he must use more strength. But wisdom sharpens, brings success. So in Ecclesiastes 10.10, 10, an axe that is dull. It's funny, the axe is the thing that one uses. If you compare it with as representing your own life, you might use the proverbial or the metaphor of being like an axe. But if the axe is dull and one is not aware of the fact that you're not that sharp anymore by your own discipline, by your own principles, your own priorities, your own value system, and the wisdom which God provides, a person who is like a dull uh, axe is not capable, even though he's doing the right thing, even though he's trying to, let's say, split the wood by chopping the wood, even though he's got the right handle on the axe, if that thing is dull, it's not going to split the wood. And therefore, if one's life has become in the same way, like kind of, as it says, the axe is dull. If your life becomes dull, and there's many things one could say about that word, but just this, that you find yourself in the position that you're not that sharp at dealing with things the way you ought to. How do I get sharp? The Bible tells me wisdom brings me success. So I need to look at wisdom. And again, the world is filled with people who are not born again, politicians by the myriads in all directions around this globe. 
And these, in most of the cases, are not born again. And therefore, they know not God. They've rejected the word of God, the covenant that God provides, the salvation that comes through faith in Jesus Christ. And they then make decisions without the mind of Christ. And one after another failure follows when somebody, you see them very often on all television stations, international, both international, local, somebody says, you know, I think, and the moment they say, I think, I switch off. Because I don't want to know what a person that's not born again, has not the mind of Christ, is not filled with Holy Spirit, has not got wisdom. The ax is there, but it's dull, and they're not going to split the word. You need the wisdom of God. Can you say amen? Give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. That goes all the way up in Europe, right across Europe, into as far as China and Japan and all the nations of the earth. You find it constantly and consistently, I think, and I don't want to know what a non-renewed mind is thinking because there are people in this world that we care very much about, which is you, the church, and we have to not think, we have to listen to the Holy Spirit and what the Word of God says and do it. Now, if you look at a scripture, maybe this one's a good one here. The word success there, by the way, this scripture I'll give you in a moment, means to succeed in your plans. If the axe is sharpened, you will succeed. And so God wants you to succeed in all of your plans in the midst of a crooked and a perverse generation on planet earth. I see the earth as a ball and I see a serpent calling itself as the ball and claiming this earth globe or ball in this universe as being under his control, which is the devil, the old serpent, which is the dragon, and he wants to govern all the nations and he wants to weaken all the nations. Not some nations, but all the nations. Not some politicians, but all politicians, and use them in his service. As the Bible says, the whole earth lies in the sway of the wicked one, and his evil is everywhere. But a king shall reign in righteousness, and the government of the world shall be upon his shoulder. He shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace is he. He is the King of Glory. Now, in Second Chronicles 26, verse 3, King Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jechaliah of Jerusalem, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah had done. He sought the Lord God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God not only see the visions of God, but he had understanding in the visions of God. It literally says that in the analysis of the Hebrew text. And as long as he, this king Uzziah, sought the Lord, God made him prosper. Here is the key to life's success. I'm telling you now, if you want your plans to succeed, if you want to sharpen the axe, this is it. As long as he sought the Lord, he was guided by this name, 
uh, this man with the name of Zechariah, had understanding of the visions of God, tells you the Spirit of God was on that man by the name of Zechariah or Zechariah. And he was guiding this young king. And the Bible says, as long as the king sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Now, you might say, what is that word prosper? Very shortly, it means to be strong and to become successful, like the sharp blade of the axe. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. God gave him success. The priority of seeking the Lord is the big thing. Because we go through a world, and I'm telling you now, I want to warn the entire church, that around us are newscasts, news done by people also not born again, also unsaved, also struggling with life, also not knowing why they're even struggling with life. We are surrounded by people in this world that listen in on, for example, if you take the, um, if you take the newscast, that news, the news, if you listen to world news, because I have apps and I go quickly through the world news around the globe, I check them up, spend half an hour, and that's it per day. But if you listen, if you switch on television, you have this very depressing negative news constantly all the time. You go to work, you have negative people around you constantly all the time. So this is a very important thing, to seek the Lord that you may have success in all of your plans and ventures and your efforts of life, that you seek the Lord in such a way that God be with you in the storm. You know that it is so important not only to protect our heart with all diligence because out of it flows the issues of life. Also, um, as a man thinketh, so easy. So if a person thinks negative, and if a person speaks negative, that person is negative, has been polluted, and must come out of that. Now, if you, if you look at the way it says here, it says, as long as he did it, God caused him to prosper. In other words, to be strong, to be successful, but he was seeking God. Now, if you seek the Lord, the Bible says, in Afrikaans language, you say these words, nader tot God, and sal tot nader. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. That's now both languages, English, Afrikaans. And uh, if you seek the Lord and you draw closer to God, there is strength. The word strength in the Hebrew is interesting because it literally, literally means when God's strength is imparted to you, that strength becomes what is going to protect you now on the road forward. It's going to make that your sufficiency that is of God become very sufficient and very efficient. So it is so that you can quickly be caught up in the negativity of this world. I want to tell you something. I spend as little time as I can on checking up on those things. I want to tell you God is in control of this nation. I want to tell you, even though there are power outages, God is in control of your life. Even though there's failure of darkness coming in, God has given his holy angels, believe it or not, 
to protect you to be at your place when you are not there. To chase away the enemy, to break the power of Satan, and to help you against all evil. All you're to do is to seek the Lord with all of your heart. Um, um, Proverbs 28, 25 is a verse that comes up. And if I'm right, it says, he who has no God over his spirit, tell me if I'm right, who, God's, who does not have God over his spirit is like a city without walls. Am I right if I say that? He who has no God over his spirit is like a city without walls, right? You got it? Proverbs 28, 25. I'm sure it must be there. Let me just, I got Bibles here too. Let me just go here quickly. And yeah, Proverbs 25, 28. Sorry, did I say 28? Well, you're going to have to forgive me this morning. Amen. That's it. If you don't guard your spirit, it's like a city without walls. Now, you need to understand that you are a human being that live here in a dark world under the sway of the evil one, but you shine as bright lights in the midst of all of that. God has given you the victory. Now, you need to understand essentially you are, as they normally define it, a spiritual being living in a body. You possess a soul and you're in this body. You are created in the image and likeness of God, but you've been born again. The born again person is essentially a spiritual kind of being. You're a spiritual being, and when you die, your spirit departs to be with the Lord. Can you say amen? Yesterday morning, I spoke about the year after of the year namals in Afrikaans. That means life after death. The life here, as Maud said, is chasing after wind. It's very short. But life after death goes on forever. You're a spiritual being. You live in a body and you possess a soul. That soul word there is defesh. It's the essence of life. When God said he blew in the nostrils of Adam and Eve, he spurred neshchamach which means the, the breath of life. And man became Adam nefesh, which is, in other words, the man Adam became a living soul. So this spiritual being that is living eternally is now going to essentially control, control, control what flows over my lips. If I listen to the Holy Spirit and if I seek the Lord with all my heart, my spiritual being will cause me to speak the word of faith. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. Can you say amen? Spirit of love and of power and a sound mind. Now, this spiritual being can spill dirty water over one's life. When you begin to sing the same story as the rest of the world, I think of Numbers 13, and I'm thinking of uh, the, the 12 spies that went out to visit the promised land. There they go, they come back. And you have a negative report. The majority report is always negative. But two men stood out there. And they said, 
Let us take those hills of Kiryat Arba, where the Anakim live, the long-necked giants, which is Hebron or Hebron today. I tell you, we can take it, said Joshua, said Caleb. Let's go in there. God is with us. Who can be against us? How quick is society to forget who's in charge? Not the devil. Not the devil's never been in charge. Though I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by no means harm you. Can you say amen? In a world where people are experiencing all sorts of problems, and I tell you what, I tell you what, yesterday morning with the prayer meeting, my heart really went out to the people after the storms and the flood damage, and really, you know. And I'm thinking of particularly the townships where those people live on those on, on, on what is a, a broad, flat area. Like if you go into Soweto, essentially it is there are a lot, a lot of flat areas with maybe there's a few ravines going through there, uh, spreita or ravines, and the water, as I said yesterday morning, dams up, but now doesn't know where to go to. And it can't get away quick enough. And there's not sufficient storm systems there. They need to be like huge passages underground. Like I said yesterday, I was in them. I know how those things work. And the thing is that now you have those people flooding. How is it then to be in a tin shack and to have rain coming on your head and to have all your blankets wet, all your clothes wet, and there's not even a candle that will burn because of all the water. Now you're sitting there in the darkness. My heart was with those people. All the way. Don't ever on this planet, in the presence of God, complain with the white bread under your arm. Sibiki, amen. They walk around complaining. And what happens is the axe becomes dull doing the work harder and harder and it's not working. You might do the right thing. You have the right implement. You have an ax. You have the right size of the, the, the wooden handle of the ax. You've got it all together. You know where to chop, but you're not piercing. Why? Because if I take it on a personal value, I would say then if I'm not succeeding, then I have become dull and spiritually I must sharpen up. Spiritually, I'm not quite where God wants me to be. Now, I'll tell you what, the whole thing, we're living in a society, if you go on to, even in England, I listen to those newscasts there, or I look at them and I watch what they say. If you, if you, you take that thing, do you know, I've, I, I'm, I'm standing to be corrected, but I, I'll be very close to it. It says in, in um, I think it's in the Dakes Bible, that nine out of 11 times that people got into trouble in the wilderness was because of complaining. Nine out of 10, out of 11 times. Yeah, that's a figure I've got. Nine out of 11. At Finnish Dakes lists, he says, every time they start moaning, well, this is wrong, that is wrong. They forget who's around. They forget that there is a God, the God of the living and the dead. They belong to God. Oh, but this and all, oh, but that. Snakes in the wilderness. Oh, but this and that and the other, another plague comes down. Oh, but this, that, the other, nine out of 11 times 
that they were struck down. Why? Because of moaning, groaning, murmuring, complaining, rebelling. You listen to what goes over your tongue. No, I can buy still in the plaque. You might as give the Lord a praise offering right now. Amen. Then I tell you what, I tell you what, you're going to have to love me anyway. Amen. Because that's true. Everyone say this after me. I must listen to what goes over my tongue. I must listen to myself. He who has no control over his spirit is like a city without walls. George, is it Are you sure? You can take over the sermon if you want to come now. I'll put you on fire. Hey? They went out in that wilderness. They were murmuring and complaining and moping and groaning. You know, there's a man called Bill Hammond. He prophesied about 15 minutes over me. I still have the whole text of that on my computer. And he said that, you know, the day will come, you'll, you'll find yourself in the midst of a generation of people that moan and, and, and complain and negative. He says, but you, you are a general. You must take God's people into their promised land right here because God has got a better situation for you. The problem, the problem is for, I think, all of us, we, we need to... You know, it just comes to me what the Lord Jesus said. He said, take heed, therefore, how you listen. Take heed how you listen. For he who guesses and thinks and supposes that he has, even that will be taken away from him if you don't listen. So what do you do with the Word of God? You take the Word of God, you read it, and you obey it. We're going into a new year. The new year is literally, the Lord said, it's the year of the kingdom of God. It's a revival of the kingdom of God. God spares us. God blesses us. God blesses us again. But we fall in love with God, not with anything else. I love Jesus. I tell you what, in the early days of my life, I said these words. I'd be more happy to be in Soweto and sit in the middle of Soweto on a paraffin tin with a candle and preach the gospel to the people there, then what I'd be happy to live in a castle. That's just like it is. Those people are going to heaven and they are open to the gospel. The openness to the word imparted to your spirit is what teachability, changeability, flexibility, and having a good ear. Because I can have an axe, but the axe could get dull. I have to sharpen me. Everybody has to sharpen me. Right? Right? Right, young man, sitting over there? Mm. God's got a road to walk with you. You. The man with the black hair there, young man there. He's got a road for you. And you're not here without purpose, I say to you. So, apply your mind correctly and the axe shall become sharp. Right? Mm. Okay, now, let's go to Hebrews chapter number 4. This has been with me all the time. Actually, Hebrews 5 verse 7 
And I'm not going to be long anymore this morning because we're supposed to preach in half an hour, not an hour. I can go on four hours, I tell you now. I am filled with the Word of God, and it's an amazing experience. It runs in your head all the time. I think of um, Hebrews chapter number 5, and um, let me find, find if I can get that thing. No, it's, um, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 and uh, in uh, verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. I need to say something to you. Because, you know, I'm a father, I'm a grandfather, I have grandchildren, I might have, not too far forward, might even have great-grandchildren. It comes, you know, it happens kind of automatically. But if you're a father and if you're a shepherd of a flock like here, you think in the interest of these people. You think that you want it. I genuinely want it that it be well with you all. I have no other thought in my mind. No thing contrary to that. You are here with a purpose. God put you here and you are cared for. You are loved and you are prayed for. Whether you go away or whether you stay, can you say amen? And if I think of that, then should we not always understand that we need to be in the company of like-minded people? There's always this positive spirit that I, that I experience here in church. Everybody's friendly. Everybody's friendly. Even Trevor is friendly here in the front. Can you say Amen. Even Jacques is friendly. Amen? George, Gassi, is he friendly? The love has never departed. All these years, say, kijk so na Georgie, dan say, say, baie tevrede met jou. Amen. Give Jesus a praise of everybody. I mean, you come to the church to get the joy of the Lord. That's why you're here. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter before, Paul says these words, and uh, it's very, very interesting that he says, in Hebrews, uh, 2 Corinthians 7, verse 5, he says, we were troubled on every side. Just that expression. We were troubled. The word trouble is literally like a vice grip putting the pressure on you. The world we live in puts pressure on us. But if I pray you one thing, if I pray you one thing that is the most applicable thing to sharpen the axe, it is that you would have a lot of wisdom from God how to deal with your finances, how to deal with children, with family, with home affairs, marriage, all of those things, how to deal with the affairs of life and govern it according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Be one with the Spirit of God and walk in the Spirit. And God will help you. Paul says, we were troubled on every side. In chapter number four, he says these words. In verse eight, he says, we are hard pressed, same word, on every side, yet we're not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair persecuted, 
but we're not forsaken. Struck down, but we're not destroyed. Always carrying about the body, the dying of our Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested through our bodies. Now, and then verse 13, but we have the same spirit of faith. Verse 16, 2 Corinthians 4, 16. Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our ultimate man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. New every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. Can you say amen? Give God a praise offering right now. Amen. Maybe just something I said here today that was good that you just needed to hear. Amen. And you know what? Like I say, let's guard our hearts with all diligence because out of it flows the issues of life. And then let us learn to sharpen the axe that is now us so that we can with the same device, strike and break every obstacle in the way of life. And we're efficient, effective, we can do things. Knowing this, that Jesus loves you more than we all put together, more than all the world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Therefore, God loves you. You never need to doubt that. Tonight, I want to talk about something very interesting. And that is how... The anointing flows with the word. It will vastly increase your prayer power. You will see. You will understand. It will greatly, vastly improve your prayer power. And then we'll, I don't know if you ever heard of Little Falls Band. Have you heard of Little Falls Band? Nobody's raising a hand. Nobody's knowing about it. But I think I should call them then after that, do a little bit of Jabulani, Jabulani, Africa. No, but Bongi doesn't know that song. Where's that man, Bongi? He's not on the piano. Oh, there's the man, Jabulani, Jabulani. You know that one? Love you, Bongi. How many of you love Bongi? Okay, so tonight, learn how to become much more powerful in your prayer life. Man, that thing came to me this week like a rocket. It just, wow, Lord, I need to share this with the people. So I'll do that, and then we'll have some Holy Spirit ministry, and then we'll do a little bit of Jabalani, Jabalani. You know that one? Some people is like brother and sister Leadfoot. They're like this. They like frozen chickens in the fridge like that. Okay, praise God. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Raise your hand. Hallelujah. All kinds of spiritual arthritis, that's what you call it. You know that. Spiritual arthritis. But how many of you know if you love Jesus, you stand on your feet like right now, give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. Amen. Come on, give God a good praise offering today. Be glad you are in the house of God. Be glad. Rejoice, O kingdom of God. Rejoice. 
the kingdom moves on and Jesus is Lord of our lives. King of kings, Lord of lords, give him a praise offering. Shout hallelujah. I thank you, Father, for this. I want to impart what the Holy Spirit is encouraging the people and the attitude which is in Christ Jesus to be upon them and that we would be, become like the sharpened axe. With less effort, we break whatever it is that gets in the way. We also, our plans succeed. We become prosperous. We're successful. And you will make all our plans succeed. In an hour such as this, we disregard the world and we think of the kingdom of God. And Jesus is standing at the door and knocking. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up his countenance over you, be gracious to you, grant you eternal salvation and peace. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, all God. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.